you know, women, whether that's CIS women, trans or otherwise, but women in particular, I feel we have this meant this idea ideology drilled into our minds that really we're never ever good enough so we are always looking to fit in whenever we move into a different journey into our lives into a different path we you know i feel like as humans we go through so many waves and dips and highs and lows and we we really we see a lot of different things in our life and I think throughout all our journey we are always taught that we we're never we're never good enough as we are you're listening to Christy unedited the podcast and I'm your host Christy Gray Christy unedited started as a raw and relatable conversation and it always will be but it's become so much more than that Each week, a few special souls dish out some authentic truths as we navigate together the exploration of self. Thanks so much for listening. Let the magic begin. Hi, babe. Welcome to this week's episode. And you're probably thinking, where has Christy Unedited been? So last week I'd planned to put out an episode for you. Lo and behold, time slipped away from me and all of a sudden the week had just gone by. But there's been so much happening behind the scenes. So I thought I'd share a little bit of an update with you today before we dive into this week's episode. So if you tune into the podcast, but you haven't had a chance to connect with me online, there's been an entire rebrand over at Christy Gray, which is super exciting, hella magic, it's totally a vibe. So if you haven't had a chance to check out the new branding, either on Instagram or head to the website at christygray.com, I would encourage you to do so because it is super ethereal and I know that I'm here for it. Now, because I launched the new website last week and also the branding, that definitely took up so much bandwidth is that's what I've been really working on over the last month. But also too, there's so much that happens behind the scenes when you are not only launching a new website, that you are rebranding because there's so many moving pieces and it definitely challenged me in ways I didn't expect. So I will 100% be sharing a solo episode with you in the next couple of months on that experience because I'd love to be able to highlight some of the things that happened and also the process that you don't actually get to see that happens behind the scenes. But I like to do things big. YOLO. And I also launched the second live round of Own Your Magic. So if you're tuning into this before this Friday, the 14th of August, um, you can join us for the last time I'm going to be running this program live. So if you haven't heard of Own Your Magic before and you're wondering what it is, and lo and behold, this is my pick of the week this week, is Own Your Magic is my four-week online course. And I truly believe in empowerment, and empowerment comes via responsibility. And what do I mean by that? Well, I truly believe when you take time out of your day, every day, for a small amount of self-exploration, 
it doesn't have to be hard. It can be super digestible and you turn inwards and connect with yourself. It's going to help you to up level in ways that you can't even imagine. But what I found that's worked so well for me on my journey is blending personal development with evidence-based research and a little bit of woo. So I'm talking astrology and spirituality, and it's trying to find the sweet spot between all three of those. So Own Your Magic is a four-week online course with daily actions, which you only need 10 to 10 to 30 minutes max, depending on how deep you want to go. And you'll have some options with what works for you because I'm a big believer in when you're doing self-directed learning, you make it your own. There's no right or wrong way at the end of the day. I curate tailored videos, audio support, exercises, and these activities throughout. So there's lots of different um, ways that you can learn throughout Own Your Magic. Something super passionate um something that I'm super passionate about, I should say, being in learning and development for over 10 years. And the best part is that 33 Incredible Women found their magic in round one, which was, oh my goodness, we ran that like four months ago. Um, And we already have the most incredible group of women that are joining us for round two. So if you do want to join us, the link is in the show notes below. It is $199 for your four-week program. And as I said before, this is actually the last time I'm running this program live. So it's part course, part community. Whereas longer term, yes, you will be able to buy the course, but it won't be in a live group format again. It will be something that you would work through individually at your own pace. So I hope that you join us so that you can own your magic. All right, let's get into this week's episode. So Taylor, all I can say about Taylor is I just adore her. She is such a beautiful spirit. She has the most amazing energy. And from the very first moment that I met Taylor, she just was super vibrant and energetic. And I just vibed with her. Um, I share a little bit about how I met Taylor in this episode. But this conversation was, I suppose I really enjoyed this convo with Taylor because of the fact that we just so authentic. We vibed throughout the entire conversation. The conversation didn't just cover rituals and crystal healing and crystals and, you know, all these things that come with like living a magnetic life. We actually talked about inclusivity and some really important topics. So I'm going to hand over to Taylor and I hope that you enjoy this episode. I remember when I was in Melbourne, I actually think I was living in Melbourne at the time and, or I may have, no, actually I was living in Sydney and I flew to Melbourne to participate in one of the Sephora induction trainings and Taylor, lo and behold, was sitting in the front row and this girl had some sass and I was like, I love someone that has some sass in like a training because it makes it really fun but it wasn't like you just had sass, Taylor, you knew your shit and like sometimes when I conduct trainings, like especially when I worked at Sephora and I think when I left we had like over 700 beauty advisors so I'd hate to think how many there are now and some of them have sass and training but they actually don't know what they're talking about whereas you girl you knew what you're talking about and I was like oh she's awesome so welcome to the podcast Taylor 
thank you. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so, so excited to be a part of this. It's going to be amazing. Yeah, I love the fact that we're even not talk. We're not even talking about Sephora or training today or beauty. We're mm-hmm. actually here to talk about crystals and community and this beautiful business that you've got. And I'm really excited because I love crystals. I studied crystal healing, but I don't know if I retained anything from what I studied, to be honest, because. <laughs> It just wasn't my thing, but it's your thing. And I love that it is. And your beautiful brand is just gorgeous. Thank you so, so much. I know what a 180 beauty to crystals. I I didn't even really know much about crystals back then either. So yeah, I, I, yeah, I love my little business. Thank you so much for having me here. Like I can't wait to talk about everything, crystals and healing and whatever else we chat about. Yeah. So your beautiful business is called Sister in Stone. And I just love that you have not only such an amazing assortment of crystals, but also too, you have really good prices because that was one of the things I noticed when I first, like, I remember when I had to get my whole kit ready when I started crystal healing. And like the first time I'd step foot into a wholesaler, I was like, oh my goodness, like the crystal stores on the Gold Coast, like it actually breaks my heart how overpriced some of the products are compared to what you can purchase. And I think a business should always be making profit. Like that's the whole priority of having an amazing business. But I almost felt a bit ripped off with the crystal industry. It is. I had the exact same thoughts when I first uh, stood foot in a or stepped foot into the wholesaler that I first went to. I was astounded and a little bit gobsmacked at how overpriced some businesses, yeah, uh, how overpriced some crystals are. It just, it's, it feels. I, I don't. I don't like. It's, I'm not calling out the industry, but it feels a little bit for for an industry based on you know, love, honesty, connection and healing, it feels slightly dishonest in a way. And I do understand that some businesses, you know, they have, you know, more expenditures than others and I, and I get that. But I, when I see something that's, you know, that's so overpriced to the point where they're making like a 400% markup, I feel a little bit. I feel a little bit ripped off for all the crystals that I ever purchased prior to, you know, opening my business. It's it's crazy, and I think the what I've always wanted to do with my business, I wanted to make sure that I could get crystals in the hands of everybody. You know, I think they're so beautiful. Whether you believe in their healing abilities or not, they are gorgeous. They're absolutely amazing. And I feel like everybody should have a couple of crystals, you know, they're beautiful. And like I said, whether or not you believe in their healing abilities, um, you should be able to have some, you should be able to, you know, go online and buy a couple of pieces without, you know, um, breaking the bank. And that was kind of one of my goals in my business. I wanted to make sure that it, you know, everybody could have a crystal and not have to break the bank in, you know, trying to buy it. That's beautiful, babe. Like that's so nice because that's what, I think ritualistic living is all about. It's like 
making it accessible so that you can have like a couple of beautiful pieces. Yeah. But then if you want to splash out, you have the ability to do so. And then that's something really nice that you can invest into. Like I love Sage and Palo Santo and I'm always cleansing mm. my space. But the other day I went and like splashed out on like these gorgeous incense sticks. Now these were so expensive, but they're like <laughs> so amazing. But it was a beautiful purchase and I didn't feel yeah. bad about it it yeah. but if I was buying like thousand dollar crystals all the time look I probably couldn't afford to like rent my house <laughs> <laughs> that's exactly right I don't know how people do it like I know yeah I don't, I don't know how people do it like I try to yeah I'm trying to always be fair I don't I don't want to rip people off my business my business is honest and I pride myself on it I want it to be as honest as possible I want to be as transparent as possible with um, like my customers who I love so much. They're all so amazing and I, I don't want to do that to them. So, but yeah, I feel like you should have the option sometimes. If there are some pieces that I have that are a bit more expensive because they're dearer for me to purchase or, you know, I'm, I'm purchasing them from overseas or whatever. Um, but, you know, so you have the ability to, to buy something a little bit special, you know, something that, you know, is a yeah. little bit more expensive and you feel a bit excited, you know, to, you know, treat yourself. <laughs> um, but also you have the ability to buy something, yeah, buy something without, you know, you know, having to sell your arm or your limbs for it. But, um, yeah, it's exciting to buy something a little bit expensive here and there, but, you know, yeah, be honest. Agreed. Yeah. Mm. I think that's something I've always, like, I get this, I suppose, intuitive feel from you, Taylor, is like this, um, I suppose, empowerment around inclusivity and like just wanting to do the right thing. And I think that's just such a beautiful thing as a business owner as well. Yeah, this, I, I, I try I, I try so hard and I, I, I tried my best to hold myself accountable as well. You know, I do make mistakes and I don't try to hide them and cover them up. And the, when I have made mistakes in my business, I've reached out to any person that I may have you know, um, you know, not hurt necessarily, but, you know, along those lines, you know, I always try to stay accountable. So, you know, it's, it's, it's really a part of how I've wanted to mold my business. And I not, it's not for everybody, but it's definitely, um, it's for me, you know, and I'm, I'm this business, I made this, when I started it, it was like my passion project. So I want to make sure that it has a piece of me in it always. It doesn't, it, it doesn't ever transform into something else that isn't true to who I am. So I try to be inclusive. I try to, you know, try to stay accountable and keep learning and make sure that everyone feels loved in my business. Yeah, beautiful. So tell us a little bit about this passion project, right? Like this was probably, I'm guessing this wasn't necessarily your vision and it almost felt like you just kind of, it just, has transpired and continued to grow and evolve. Yeah, so the so I, I, I told you what the story was um, earlier, and I what happened was I went to a big beautiful wholesale store with my partner and her sister, and when I walked in, I was just like in awe. I'd never seen like there were pieces so big I was just like that wouldn't even fit in my door what the it was just like incredible and then this overwhelming sense the energy in there was so overwhelming at one point I had a headache because I was like whoa like this is crazy there's so much energy in here 
Um, and I walked around. Oh, we were there for hours. Like they could not get me out. I was there for hours picking little pieces and just like in awe of every single thing I could feel and touch. And um, when I walked out, it was just like uh, I did a total 180. I was, I had not long before left um, Sephora. I started, I started at, um, I was just like doing phone, like on, on the phone with an insurance company. And I was just like, oh my God, I want to do this. Like, this is what I wanted to do. And, and originally it started out as a jewelry thing. I wanted to do crystal jewelry. Um, and it just, after a few months, I, it just, I just started doing just crystals. And then it kind of, for ages, like there wasn't many sales and, you know, I, there were a couple here and there and it was very slow, but I was happy with it. You know, I was very, very happy with that very slow progress. And then all of a sudden it kind of just, you know, got really, really busy and it, it just turned into this something that turned into, you know, like a bit, it was like a little bit of a hobby and then it turned into, wow, this is what I want to do like forever. <laughs> like everything else that I thought I wanted to do just like, poof, right over my head it's gone now this is what I want to do and I really focused on it and my my girlfriend can can um, vouch for that I spent hours and hours meticulously creating and crafting like all my content and everything I'm super super anal about what I do um, and I spent hours in a wholesale store. I could walk out with 10 crystals, but baby, I would be there for like three hours picking those 10 crystals. Like they are so, I'm so meticulous. But um, yeah, from just literally walking into a wholesale shop, I probably only had a couple of crystals at that point that were really probably my girlfriend got them, got them for me because I was like, oh, they're nice. Um, <laughs> to now owning a business that is slowly flourishing and becoming like an actual like thing. It's crazy. It's so, I, I just love that because your intention's there. And I think when you have really positive intention around something and you truly love and appreciate it, that it can only flourish and bloom. And I think that like, that's a absolute reflection on how meticulous you are and like the design and the aesthetic is so beautiful and I know you've got a design background yeah yeah I've doubled in everything <laughs> yeah I do yeah I do so graphic design for a bit um I've done, I've done, I've done, honestly I've done everything so I, yeah I did I did design so that came in handy I feel like everything's kind of fallen into place for me but um yeah that came in handy obviously so yeah, yeah enjoy it. it's something that I really love doing as well so I feel like it's really gotten a whole like a whole bunch of different things that I really really love and just molded it into this one perfect project for me so it's perfect and I think that's like important when you have um I suppose like different interests like I am the same I've I've always dabbled in so many different things and I don't necessarily see that going away because I love I've got so much mutability in my natal chart like I have signs that are like that love change and mixing things up and not laying stagnant and I think that's like what I am as a person and so if I was only doing one thing in my business I think I would feel a little bit like Ugh, whereas I get to do like the podcast, I get to work with clients one-on-one -on -one, and now I'm like moving in the direction of courses and programs. And so having all of that variety actually lights me up. Yeah, I, I, it's, it's exciting because your day is always different. And, you know, I, I like I, you, you did, you know, like 
we, we met at Sephora, obviously, you were doing the training program there. So you, you love to connect with people, obviously, right? And I do too. I'm a massive chatterbox. So I love the customer service aspect of it. I love talking to my customers. Most of my customers, we don't even talk about crystals most of the time. It just ends up being just chatting. Like I love it so much. Um, so I, I, I'm exactly the same. I love the fact that I have so many different elements to my business and it keeps me busy and it keeps me excited every single day, you know? So it's fantastic. Yeah, it's beautiful. I think when you've got that excitement in your everyday and you wake up with that like purpose, and I think especially for you, you were telling me before we jumped on and recorded, like you're a uh, Leo moon and like Leo needs creativity and it needs that like outlet because I think that when you're able to channel that creativity, it then will come through and shine through in a really positive way. But it keeps you excited as well. Yeah, it does. It, it really does. I, I, I don't think I, in my jobs um, prior to, you know, Sister and Stone, what I lacked, so, you know, I was a Sephora and I, there were a lot of elements of Sephora that I loved. You know, I loved the girls that I worked with. They were absolutely amazing. Every, everyone was so cool, but there were aspects that I was missing from that also. Um, so I left to find something else. And then when I went there, I was like, shit I miss being creative like I miss the creativity like what the fuck why did I do this to myself and I and then when this kind of just fell on my lap and I was like okay this is awesome and then the more I went into it I was like okay I've got my creativity I've got my customer service I can banter all day you know I have the connection and I got all these beautiful things around me. Like it's, it's, I'm really surrounding myself with all this beauty and love and laughter and all these things that I love so much, um, which is absolutely crucial for me. Cause when I get bored, it's done. Like the moment yeah. I get bored, I cut everything off completely that's attached to that. I can't do it anymore. So I'm very, very grateful that I, that I'm still very excited about my business. <laughs> Well, I think too, like just, I don't want to dive too deep into astrology for anyone that's listening, but <laughs> I like did like um, harass Taylor a little bit before we jumped in. I was like, oh, tell me, tell me, give me the 411 on a little bit to do with your natal chart. But it's, it's funny because like I can see your three main archetypes coming through. Like you're a Taurus sun. Taurus is ruled by a Venus. Venus is related to Aphrodite when it comes to Greek mythology and Aphrodite or Venus represents beauty and love so being surrounded by beautiful things makes sense for what you're creating the leo moon is like oh my goodness i need to be creative i need to do it on my terms i kind of want to be able to step up into the social platform and really showcase what i'm creating and then your virgo rising is like all those beautiful design aesthetics and like creating this not only really amazing experience which is probably leading to a little bit of perfectionism. I can say that because I'm a Virgo son. But like, even I see you like wrapping up sometimes your packages on Instagram. And I'm like, just the amount of thought and detail that goes into that, babe. I'm just like, I can just tell you're just putting so much love into that. And I, I, can, I can feel that just online. So I can imagine how your customers feel. Thank you so much. Also, that's really interesting that you like the... the um the astrology of oh god i don't even know what to call it, astrological <laughs> chart, Astro chart just say natal chart, <laughs> <Yeah>. natal chart. 
<laughs> um, we will say that I don't know much about that. But um, yeah, that's really interesting. I can't wait to learn more off you. Um, yeah, I yeah I do I do put a lot of effort sometimes to maybe my I'm maybe sometimes you won't catch me <laughs> saying this too often maybe I'm a little bit too much of a perfectionist because <laughs> what should take me you know ten minutes might take me twenty five minutes because I'm really anal about what I'm doing and then you know I, I but I do I do like that as well because my customers do notice like I always get you know um, comments on packaging you know oh it was packaged so well like i recently um they're out of stock at the moment but i'd recently launched my candles and people were going wild for them and i was so scared about how to package them because of the crystals and whatever that doesn't really matter but i spent so long just playing with different things um i spent about 20 minutes just playing with a box with foam and a whole bunch of other stuff to be like, okay, this is how I'm gonna, no, 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 and that's okay, no. And I just, I made it absolutely perfect. And my customers were like, listen, it took me like 20 minutes to get to the candle, but excellent job. <laughs> because if someone said that their candle on my broken, they were lying. <laughs> She's like, I had to cut, I had to cut through for ages. I was like, perfect, that's what I wanted. <laughs> so yeah, I, I, I make sure that I'm pretty, pretty spot on with, um, everything that I do, I try anyway. Yeah, love that. And so, can you give us the four one one on crystals? Like, this is your zone of genius, babe. And I'm happy to unpack anything that your heart is drawn to, whether it's like your favorite crystals or whether it's some crystals that we should start out with or what. Like, yeah, because you know, don't only sell crystals, you sell um, some cleansing tools and also you've got candles now. So you're really expanding the business. I even saw bath salts for a while. Yeah, bath salts, I put on for a bit and then I took them off and gave them all away. Um, it's, I just didn't click with it. And I think in a little bit off topic, but you know, like if I, if I introduce something and it doesn't mesh and it doesn't feel good to me, I... Regardless, I'll just remove it and I, I, I don't want to focus on something that it doesn't feel good for the business, it doesn't feel good for me. So I, I was doing that for like a hot minute, but I, I, I let go of that. But um, in terms of like crystals, yeah, I, I'm expanding. I'm trying, to, I'm trying to, you know, do more in the sense that, you know, people always ask me for different things and I, they're not things that I typically carry. But if I feel like I connect with it, I will then put an effort into kind of building that for them. Um, in terms of the crystals, the 101. So I think a good topic is something that people always ask me is like, what crystals should people start out with? Now, this is a, this is, it's, most people will say the same crystals because they are the basics and they they would be good for everybody's energy you know everyone could use a little bit of the energy that they have so you've got clear quartz you know for clarity amplifying intention and energy so clear quartz is a fantastic crystal to have you could put it in every single area of your home it doesn't matter where um and it doesn't matter kind of what, because some people say like it's when you gift crystals, you do have to be a little bit cautious because if you're not in tune of what, with what that person might need, 
you might give them something which will amplify the wrong kind of energy for them in that time, right? So it's good to stick with like some of the basic crystals. So you've got your clear quartz, your rose quartz, which is um, everybody knows rose quartz, you know, the love crystal, self-love and, you know, also accepting love from others and from yourself, heart healing, um, an amazing crystal. And every single person should own some uh, clear quartz because we all need a little bit of self-love. Um, what else? Amethyst is excellent. You've got amethyst, which is a badass stone. I love amethyst. It is really good for anxiety. If you have like a sleep disorder or you just a bit restless at night, we struggle falling asleep. Amethyst is excellent. It is super soothing and calming. Aids in night. It does. It's said to aid nightmares. So I, I don't sleep with many crystals in my room. Um, I have my crystals more outside of the house, but um, uh, outside of my room, sorry. What else? There's smoky quartz, which is like quite protective and really grounding. And it's also just gorgeous. Those are the main ones. And you've also got like obsidian and tourmaline. Both of those are, again, grounding and highly protective, particularly tourmaline. Um, if you feel like you're getting some negative vibes in the house or in your space, putting a little piece of tourmaline or obsidian you know, above your door or right next to your door in the entrances and exits of your house kind of keeps all that negative shit away. <laughs> you know, people can leave, people leave their negative um, kind of crap at the door, basically. Nice. But those are the ones that I would recommend if you're starting out and you're wanting some crystals. Um, and they're generally more affordable as well. Tourmaline can sometimes be a little bit dearer, but they're, they're more on the affordable, so, uh, affordable side. What else? Crystals, crystals, crystals. Do you have any questions? <laughs> oh my goodness, that was such a great rundown just with some of the key ones because I think that um, I went down, when I first, like I got right into crystals when I lived in Sydney and I think because I was searching for happiness and I used to find happiness by going to this store in Glebe which was called Mineralism and it was like my little outlet on a Saturday because at the time I was working in head office for Sephora. My adrenal fatigue was really bad and I just was searching for just anything to kind of, because I was treating water. And so I would go in there and I was like, everything you you named, babe, I've definitely got. And then my crystal collection grew and it and it got to this place where I think I had stopped appreciating the crystals for what they were and just collecting for the sake of collecting them. I think that's the only thing. And yeah. so it's been really interesting like to go from just like acquiring them because I was searching for something to then actually studying and understand crystal healing and the energy that they possess if you want to work with them, um, which I don't have the ability to do. And then now I use them purely just for decorative purposes that they, I, I just by looking at them, they make me feel really good, but I've really stuck to the main ones now. Like I've kind of put all my other ones that are like they're hidden away, but like my main ones I've got out right now is like smoky quartz, citrine, clear quartz, like amethyst, all the beautiful like just the archetypal crystals because yeah. to me they're like this really beautiful energy and I don't know they're just so nice to look at and I've got some really yeah. big pieces too but like 
it's funny how like crystals can be so complementary to your life, but there can also be like modalities like them where you almost are seeking the answers in them as well. And you have to trust yourself yeah. enough. Yeah, definitely. Like I, I can totally understand. We initially said, you know, you were kind of seeking, you were seeking happiness. So you, you know, you went and bought crystals and it, I, it sounds like it always just became like retail therapy for the end. Like you just kind of like went and got some, went and got some, went and got some. <laughs> um, and like a lot of people don't intuitively connect with crystals, you know, um, initially when, before I started really, before I started implementing crystals into my business, I loved them because they were beautiful. I never really paid attention to what they did or anything like that. And there are some days and I am so real and honest and in my business and in life. And I'll be honest, some days I don't connect, you know, I'll have a crystal and I'm like, ha, it's so beautiful, but energetically I'm not connecting with it today. So, you know, that day, I leave, I leave it. I don't do any energy work that day. I don't try to, you know, connect with them that day. And then there's other days where I feel really spiritually and energetically in tune with my gems and my crystals. And then I'll sit with them and I will, you know, connect with them and, you know, have little, it sounds a bit crazy, have a little chats with them in my head, you know, <laughs> kind of like they're my little Not baby. crazy. Yeah. No. <laughs> you know, so I, so I totally get where you're coming from. Like I said, some people, some people buy crystals because they're gorgeous, because they are gorgeous, um, and others buy them purely for their, you know, energetic healing purposes. And regardless of whether they necessarily find the crystal attractive or not, they will purchase it because of what it does for them. You know, I'm kind of a mixture of both. I still like to. I, I still like to visually find my things appealing <laughs> um but yeah i think i got a bit of track there didn't i i don't remember where we started <laughs> i was i was I, you totally did not no you were great we were talking about like um like you know just them being visually appealing and like me using crystals to find happiness and you know i think it's like finding this beautiful middle ground between yeah. like anything right it's not just crystals it's like anything in life i think that you can overcompensate with things when you're searching for something and it's like you know using it to your advantage because whether it's a tarot like tarot cards pulling oracle cards whether it's like getting your crystals out and all of that i think maybe i was probably a little bit put off too because when i studied crystal healing that was when i really started like experiencing my intuition growing and i realized i didn't have the um, emotional capacity to do energy work like physically and i think yeah. i actually had a couple of instances where i was like i'd actually done a crystal healing session which like knocked me out for the rest of the day and that almost yeah. scared me the power yeah. that crystals have and i was like oh i need to be a little bit more cautious with this yeah definitely like i i i have a um my who was it my so my partner's sister used to do reiki and crystal healing and she would be she can't do it anymore um because it just totally knocked her off her feet if she had too many clients in a day or if she had a, a client who was really holding on to some stuff she would just be out she would be out she couldn't do it anymore so that does that does not surprise me yeah so i i try not to spend too much time 
when I do, when I do have do some work with my crystals, you know, which isn't, I don't make it overcomplicated. I'm not a complicated person. I like things to be easy, easy to do. If things are overcomplicated, I will not do it at all. Um, so I like to, you know, keep it simple. I will sit with my crystals in a, you know, a quiet space, hold them in my hand and just really think about what that crystal can do for me in that moment, what I can do for the world and try to, you know, the cycle go around, you know, I'm taking something, but I'm also giving back in a way, whatever. Um, but I try not to work with them for too long either, because I find that even just working on, on with them on myself can kind of, um, leaves me feeling really boosted. But then after a couple of days, I kind of feel a little bit, a bit like I feel a bit drained. Like it's, it's, it's a bit of an unusual thing for me. So I, I, if I work too hard in working with them by myself, I can also feel a little bit drained after I get that boost. It's like when you have a sugar kick, yeah. <laughs> it's like I feel excellent. I feel excellent. And then I crush a little bit. So I do them in little, like little, you know, little intervals of, a, you know, 10, 15 minutes, whenever I feel like I really need it. And um, other than that, I really work on my business. And I feel like I'm so focused on getting these beautiful crystals to my customers. Sometimes I forget to connect with my own crystals, which can be a little bit, but I feel like that's what we all do when we yeah. become so involved in something that we love. We, we start forgetting about things that we need to do for ourselves but yeah I love that you mentioned that because I know when I first connected with you and I was like oh I'd love to like you know have you on the podcast and we were like going back and forth on the idea of rituals and you were like oh I'm actually really bad at rituals yeah. like like consistent and I was like so yeah. am I but that's yeah. the whole thing like I don't yeah. know uh, look, I don't, I've always said, I don't, I would like, I, I sometimes fantasize with the idea that I would be like laying on a silk cushion at every full moon and like this robe and like have all my crystals around me, but it never happens. Like being a human. Oh God. Yeah. But, oh my God. I but, vibe with that. But, <laughs> exactly but don't we? Yeah, yes. I think that we're going to drape ourselves oh in this God. like um, moment of like ritualistic living with rose petals around us, and like this is how yeah, our yes. rituals are going to take place. And that's not a reality because as human oh. beings, we love instant gratification. Time and life happens, and I think like what you said, babe, is beautiful. It's like just sometimes you're going to forget, and you work with crystals every day. But if you take ten minutes. Like yeah. that's a, that's a moment of mindfulness to me. That's like meditation. Yeah. That's, and that's, and that's what I try to do. I find that so funny. I remember like just quickly, <laughs> cause you said that, um, I remember seeing this post on Instagram, um, and it was, it was a night of, uh, one of the full moons, one of the very many. Um, and I saw, these gorgeous, like these gorgeous, you know, like the beautiful boho women, like, you know, <laughs> how they, they're like, they, the natural hair and they just look like angels sent from above. And there's a whole group of women doing like this full moon, like kind of ritual. And they have like a picnic blanket and it looks so beautiful. Oh, and like on off. the rooftop. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I was like, fuck, what the fuck? I was sitting there on the couch, like, looking out the window like oh shit like oh my god 
I forget sometimes. <laughs> like I honestly, you your Instagram stories remind me when it's a full moon. Sometimes, like I'll be like, oh shit, I'll get some crystals that I can that I can find <laughs> and I'll shove them in the full moon. Oh my god, that's so funny. That's exactly right. I was like, this is not. It's not, I mean, it's realistic for some people. It is so realistic. Some people literally dedicate and like props to them. Fantastic. They dedicate their entire lives to their rituals and, you know, to energy healing and all things spiritual. And a part of me is envious of that because it, yeah, it's just, you know, it, it, it looks like it would feel good, but also, my life's not like that. <laughs> it's just not, oh. it's not realistic to me. Yeah, or to a lot of people, you know, a lot, a lot of people. But, yeah, that just it's, reminded me of that. Yeah, no, I completely agree, though. Like, it's, it, I don't know, like, ritualistic living I love and appreciate. Um, I think ritualistic living looks very different to different people. Like, to me, it's going to hot and cold therapy every day and, like, I've just bought a sauna because like that to me is like ritualistic living, like stuff that makes me feel really good. Yeah. And I think if, if, if um, like meditating, moon bathing, whatever it is with your crystals works for you, then that is also awesome. And I'm not like, I'm not, um, what's the word? I'm, I'm not making fun of that. Yeah. No, no, it's just... It's just, I think that we have certain ideas as human beings of what things should look like and we put pressure on ourselves to meet those expectations. And it's like, how can we do it in a way that works for us and as women, especially, or however you refer to yourself as, that you do not feel guilty about that? 100%. Like, again, power to the, power to the you know, women, men and otherwise who who can live like that but also yeah I, I i totally agree like making it realistic as well like I, I i don't judge anybody for any of their practices um as long as you're not hurting anybody i'm good mm. but um yeah i just it, it does put a lot of pressure on the spiritual community as a whole hey so there's a there's a there's, a, there's such a like when i first started um when i first started in the crystal business I immediately, and I feel really looking back now, I've, I've come in, in almost two years, um, I've come a very long way in my self-love journey, you know, my journey through healing and everything like that and appreciating myself for who I am. When I first started, I felt a slight bit of shame wash over me for the way I looked because I noticed the people that I was following on social media that were involved in the, you know, just spiritual anything spiritual in, in all those industries um they all looked a very certain way and maybe that's just who i was following you know because that was just the inner me saying this is what you need to look like but um it felt so i felt this bit of shame and i was like at the time i had a shaved head on the side i'm pretty certain or oh, i just started growing it out i think um, and then I had my tattoos and I was just a bit grungy. Like you, you, you know what I was like, I think that at the, um, Sephora at my job interview, I had hot pink hair with a shaved side and like red lipstick and I was all out there. Um, so I felt really unusual when I was like, I started wanting to buy all these like very hippie clothing and like the very like 
bohemian, you know, like those lacy dresses. And I look, I love them so much. Like I love them. <laughs> I look ridiculous in those clothes, but I was trying to make this fit, you know, and I feel like this image of what this spiritual woman should look like. I was trying to make that fit for me. It didn't in the end. I was like, you know what? I'm going to rock who I am. My customers love it. Um, and I'm just going to be me and I'm not going to, you know, I'm not going to try and fit into this mold of what kind of like the social media spiritual person is. But, um, yeah, I think, yeah, that was just, sorry. I just wanted to touch on that because I feel like you, you very briefly mentioned, um, how, you know, there's a bit of a pressure on women and everybody in the spiritual community. And that was something that I felt when I first entered the community, I felt a pressure to look like a bohemian goddess. (laughs) Why do you think as human beings too, like we're so wired to fit in, like we want to fit in or be a part of something. And it's like really challenging in some circles. I think, oh, listen, I mean, this is, this is, these are the topics that I can talk about all day, but um, I think that, we, I wrote a bit of a, I wrote a little bit of a post about this today on, um, on Instagram, because I, I think that we are kind of channeled into wanting to fit in from literally like from, from the moment we become really conscious and aware of, of the world around us, you know, we are in general, society as a whole has has led women in particular I don't I I I need to learn more about you know men in this case and otherwise but you know women whether that's CIS women trans or otherwise but women in particular I feel we have this men this idea ideology drilled into our minds that really we're never ever good enough so we are always looking to fit in whenever we move into a different journey into our lives into a different path we you know i feel like as humans we go through so many waves and dips and highs and lows and we we really we see a lot of different things in our life and i think throughout all our journey we are always taught that we we're never, we're never good enough as we are. Doesn't matter what you look like. Even the most, you know, I don't know, uh, you know, classically beautiful. When I say classically beautiful, I mean like what TV would show as beautiful, right? Let's say the classic, the classic beauty, like there will always be something wrong with that person. So I feel like we're always looking to fit in, but it always, I feel like, I don't know. It's really hard. It's a very hard top, very hard topic, a very hard question. But I think, I, know. I think I think you know what I'm getting at. I feel like, yeah, I feel like we're always, it's always drilled into our minds. We're never good enough. And so we're always seeking to fit in. Um, and we're not doing it for ourselves. We're always doing it for other people. And that's where we go wrong, you know, myself included. So we're always looking to fit into to everybody else's kind of box instead of just doing what we want to do. Mm-hmm. And I think especially now with social media, that the way that it is like we're connected online 24 seven and we are consuming content 24 seven. And it's so easy to 
um, I suppose, step into that comparison mode or to think that we should be doing more or that we're not good enough. And I just, I love asking those big questions and finding out other people's perspective. And hence why I threw that to you, Taylor, because I can relate to it as well. There's been times where, and I still I only was talking about this last week or it might might have been this week online. Like as a business owner for like, really for the first year, I thought I wasn't good enough because it was the first time I had a business and I was like, oh, I'm starting at the bottom. But then I was like, hang on a minute. Like I've actually had an amazing career for over 10 years. Why have I not factored that into the equation? And it's funny, especially as women, that we paint this picture of not being good enough or trying to succeed and then like looking at other people and going, I should be doing more. And it's just unnecessary pressure and expectations at the end of the day. Yeah, 100%. It is... It's their uh, anxious thoughts. Um, my psychologist would say there's anxious thoughts and there's the, you know, your, 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 your conscious mind kind of has two, two lots of thoughts. You've got your realistic thoughts. That's what, you know, based on fact, based on what's happening, what has actually happened, what, you know, well, you never know what's going to happen. So but it's, it's based on reality. And then you've got your anxious thoughts, which are always based on future what ifs. And I feel like um, all these anxious thoughts we have are, you know, we're, we're, we're kind of setting ourselves up for failure, you know, particularly if you believe in like, um, what's it called? The law of attraction, right? So if you believe in the law of attraction, you keep feeding yourself this shit, you know, you keep feeding yourself, I'm not good enough, I'm not good enough. Oh, you know, this person, this business, oh, they made this many sales today. Or this this person, in your instance, oh, they got this many clients. And, you know, why they started at the same time as me. Why aren't I getting that many clients? Or why aren't I getting that many sales, you know, for me? Um, and it's that kind of, those kind of thoughts that feed into our future. Because, you know, what you put out into this world, I believe, you then get in return. So, um, yeah, I, I feel like we're just really programmed to feed ourselves that shit. And then it becomes this never ending cycle of negative, uh, you know, negative negativity. And um, yeah, I, I really like that question. Thank you for asking that question actually, because it was, it, it makes me think as well. I like thinking about those things because it, I always uncover different things and different thoughts and things that I maybe didn't know that I, cared about beforehand and all of that. So it's fantastic to have discussions about, um, well, like I always say, have discussions about shit that matters, you know? Yep. So yeah. Yeah. I think, do you know what? And that's probably my favorite thing on the podcast is not only talking about somebody's journey, but asking these questions. And I will be the first one to hand on heart say, I do not have the answers because I don't. But at the end of the day, I'm not scared to ask the questions. And I think that the more curious that we can be as human beings, whether it's about a particular cause or whether it's about something that we experience on a day-to-day basis, whatever it may be, it's like having these conversations. I don't know. They're just really important to me. It's like, I think, I think the other thing is too that I'm very consciously aware of is that um, most of the feedback I get from the podcast is like, I think people feel less alone 
because by having these conversations like about whether it's like not feeling like we're good enough or you know feeling like we have to fit a certain mold or whatever that may be is like I think every single one of us has thoughts like that and I don't think we can necessarily get rid of them completely but we can learn to turn the volume down and there's other times at other points of our life where that volume's a little bit louder and then other times where it's at such a minimum you can't even hear it but at the end of the day knowing that you're probably experiencing the same thing as I am. It means that we're more connected than we realize. Yeah, 100%. I, I totally agree. I think it is so crucial to have discussions about everything, really, you know. Um, and people do feel like, I feel like sometimes we're so in our own heads that we, realistically we know we're not alone but in that moment you do you feel like you're alone you feel like there's no one else in this world that could possibly understand what you're going through and it is so crucial to have these open discussions especially like on a podcast you know an open forum where people can listen and you know then get in contact with you to be like hey babe i totally feel what you're feeling right now it just creates a sense of community in a way that we probably wouldn't have been able to accomplish you know like say i don't know 15 years ago so it's super important to have these discussions and to be able to feel safe enough to have the discussions and being curious. Like you said, curiosity is everything. If you ask the right questions, you know, ask any question, you know, um, you learn more, you absorb more and you're becoming a better person. You know, mm. you know, people feel ashamed to ask questions sometimes, you know, it's like, you feel a little bit silly or whatever, but it's so important and crucial to your development and learning and, and growth as a person. Because mm. mm. it's funny, like I've always said, like asking questions is actually a skill. Like it was a skill I actually had to learn in learning and development because as a trainer, you have to know what questions to ask to get the learner essentially to have their own light bulb moment, which is their source of empowerment. And so I remember when I first started out, like I was terrible at asking questions, but it's like anything, right? The more curious you get, the more you ask questions and it becomes almost like, like anything, right? It's a skill that you strengthen over time. And I've asked some really shitty questions in my (laughs) lifetime. Like I'm the first one to say, like there's probably some questions where someone's like cringing, but I had to start somewhere. And now I'm not really, I don't want, I don't want to say I'm fearless because I don't think we're ever exactly fearless, but I'm probably not afraid to ask questions because I think about the intention behind them. And my intention behind them is always positive and it's always out of curiosity as we've been talking about. So I think that that is, I think like with any topic, having just the curiosity to ask questions and if the intention is positive, it's good. The recipient will realize that. So it opens the dialogue. 100%. Yeah. I think you hit the nail on the head there. Intention is everything. Um, if you in anything you do in life if your intention is positive then go you do you know what I mean people make mistakes sometimes but your intention was good you know it's when you start having negative or malicious intentions you know people know when they're asking questions that aren't kind you know if you're asking questions in order to get a response or something or you know a reaction from somebody that's a different story but you know ask yeah ask ask questions with the right intention and, you know, get curious. Getting curious is the best. Like I love, like I'm Googling shit all day long. Like I just, 
it's ridiculous. <laughs> like, honestly, the amount of, if my girlfriend asks me a question, like, I won't, like, I would just be like, let's Google it. Like, let's Google it. I just, I, I'm <laughs> constantly on blogs. I'll be on Instagram. I'm constantly trying to absorb as much information as I can because, you know, I want to, I want to make sure that, first, especially now in, in a day and age where it's so important to be, you know, culturally sensitive and inclusive and as curious as possible with, like you said, with the right intentions, you know, I want to make sure that I'm absorbing as much information as possible so that I can be a good person and do the right thing by everybody. I love that. I love that. Being a good human being, isn't that the goal Woo! at the end of the day? Yes. <laughs> I love Don't that. Don't be a dick. <laughs> <laughs> That's like a good bumper, bumper sticker, babe. I love that. <laughs> so... Question for you. You yeah. are starting a podcast. I am. Yes, I am starting a podcast. Um, I am super excited about it. It's called Just Legit Shit because it's about just legit shit. <laughs> um, yeah, I am. And question, are you, what's your, do you have like a flavor for it or are you just going to run with whatever topics are vibing? So the flavor, there is a flavor. There's a reason why I started it. I've always wanted, I've, you know, in, in my short life, I've, I've been dealt with some pretty crappy hands. Um, and I feel like I have come out the other end, you know, I, I've been able to still be a decent human being is probably what I mean. Like I'm, I'm, you know, I, I, I try to be as good as I can and as positive as, as like we were saying before, you know, have the right intention by people and, you know, just being a, a decent human. And um, I feel like I have learned so much in my short life that I wanted to be able to take the positive messages that have come with that through my real and raw kind of truth. I wanted to be able to pass that along to other women. And I also wanted to give other women a platform, you know, so I want to have women on board to talk about their, their life and their hardships and how they got through that. And also while, you know, whilst also keeping it fun and authentic, I, I want it to be totally real, totally raw. I want women to be able to come on board and say, you know, this is my truth. This is what happened. This is how I overcame that. And these are the positive, always amplifying positive messages. I want to amplify positive messages that come from real and raw truths. And that's what it's about. It's about women. It's about community, sisterhood, and um, amplifying positive messages from hardships. And also, you know, having the occasional wine and giggle and banter. You know, it's going to be, there's going to be some hard stuff and some deep stuff and heavy stuff. So I want to make sure there's a little bit of a mix in there as well. Yeah. You know what? I think that that is exciting and intriguing. And I love that it's raw because it's also really relatable. And I also love that you highlighted it's all about community too, because I think that there is power and a bit of sisterhood. And I always say that I'm, I'm here for the girl gang, baby. <laughs> Yeah. And, <laughs> and there's nothing like rallying people together to create that community, especially when it's, I suppose, fostered on inclusivity and just yeah. epic shit. Yeah, I, I found, you know what it was for me? I found, um, I won't keep you for too long either, but I, I just found that when I was able, so I've done therapy, I've done therapy, I've done, you know, I've, 
I've been to psychologists, I've been to healers and they've all done their bit. But I found I healed so much when I was able to verbalize and put my story out there with others, being able to connect with other women who have been through similar situations or maybe not even, but being able to speak about it uncovered so much for me and it actually made me remember a lot of things that I hadn't remembered. It really elevated my healing to a different level. I had a beautiful woman, um, you know, send me her story only a week and a half ago and it was, it is insane. She'll be coming on to my podcast, but it is insane. I was sitting there with a cup of tea. I was crying reading this story. It was full on. But at the end of the email that she wrote me, she just said, regardless of whether I come onto the show or not, I want to thank you for offering me the opportunity to get my story out on out, you know, being able to verbalize it or put it down on paper. She goes, I've never been able to do that before in, in, in its entirety. And she found that in itself to be so healing you know, she cried as she wrote it. And I really felt that when I was reading it and I thought, this is fucking awesome. And I cannot wait. I'm so passionate about this and I can't wait to give other women that experience. I know how healing it is. I know talking about your shit is so hard. Like it is so hard to talk about your wounds and all the deepest and darkest shit that's happened in life and the good times that have come with it because of those things. But Speaking your truth is so empowering and so healing. And that's what I want to do. And I want to, I want people to know that they're not alone, you know, so it's going to be fully inclusive, you know, LGBTQ plus everything. Everybody is welcome. You know, um, it is women, but all women, doesn't matter what kind of woman, every woman ever. <laughs> so I'm super excited. I'm really passionate about it. So, yeah. You, I can tell. I can tell that you're really passionate about it, which I love because you just captivated me then when I was just watching you like talk about it and and seeing that. Do you think that because you've kind of come into a sense of empowerment over the last couple of years with starting a business, seeing success from that, also connecting with other women through your business and going through your own healing journey has really allowed you to cultivate confidence to actually step into this next chapter as well? Oh, definitely. Like if I, I, I thank my, my, so not just my customers, but the, the, the people from sister and stone who have become friends to me, I may never met a lot of them, but, um, those women have really given me that confidence because I'm out there on my stories and I'm just being myself and being a big dick. <laughs> like I'm just, just, I'm so silly on my stories, but those women have, given me that confidence because they've kind of, you know, they're, they're always like, you're awesome in a sense that like those, had I not had that, I probably wouldn't have been able to do it because I would have been like, Oh, what if, what if this, and I've always felt like my personality isn't, isn't a personality people can appreciate. Um, and they're having my customers and these beautiful women and, and my friends now that, have come to me and we have chats and, you know, we're able to express to one another how appreciative of one another that we are, that has given me the confidence and my business succeeding, um, you know, baby steps, but my business succeeding has given me the confidence that I need to be able to start something 
that is really raw and vulnerable, you know, um, and my beautiful partner who's, you know, really helped me on my healing journey, journey as well. And she's helped me be so vulnerable, but, um, yes, definitely answer your question. Definitely. Love that. So good. So where can people find you online? So um, on Instagram, um, I really only have Instagram, Facebook, and obviously my website. Instagram is Sister and Stone, exactly how it's spelled. No spaces, no nothing else. On Facebook, Sister and Stone, and www.sisterandstone.com.au on my website as well. I'm mostly on Insta. The gram. Yeah. The gram. The gram, baby. The gram. The gram, gram baby. That's where it's all happening. Yeah. <laughs> And I'll make sure I uh, link everything in the show notes below. And my final question to you, Taylor, is what is an epically small moment that you've experienced lately? An epically small moment in my business or just in life? Oh, my God. Um, Honestly, probably the probably the moment I made the decision that I was going to actually really make the podcast just legit shit. That was a moment where I was like, I had tears in my eyes. I was like, I'm actually going to finally have a voice to heal my my past and also give other women a voice. And that was just like this moment that was so small. It's just a small decision to be like, yeah, I'm doing this. And then it was just like amazing. It was, I just feel like everything's lined up for me and it's just uh, incredible. That was an amazing and epically small, but life-changing, I feel, moment. Thanks so much for tuning into this episode. If you love this conversation, please rate it, review it, or send it to somebody that may vibe with it. Or you can subscribe to stay up to date with the latest. I'll catch you next time.